0: With warmer weather comes yard work and lots of it. Prune your trees and shrubs, clean up your eavesdrops, replace those drafty windows you noticed over the winter, or you can call Rumi to take care of all your outdoor and indoor spring home maintenance while you fire up the barbecue and relax. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I.ca, or call 1-844-777-7864 and let Rumi's trusted local experts take care of your yard so all you have to do is enjoy it. New book.
1: New book day. Yeah. Welcome to new book, everybody. It was nice to
0: crack into a new novel. Not that we don't enjoy ending out a novel.
1: No, it's, it's like fresh book smell, right? Like it's, it's nice.
0: Yeah. It's nice to get to know some new characters in a new setting, have a little shift, especially because we do languish in a book. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We take our time uh, and go through it chapter by chapter. So like after 25, 26 weeks with, uh, with a novel it's it's kind of exciting to get into something new
1: yeah yeah always like a new book
0: yeah not that i don't enjoy languishing in the books though it's it's an interesting this is this was always kind of the idea is that we would do the show as though we were like going episode by episode through a television series right
1: yeah kind of except
0: in a novel so that we could spend more time thinking about it and digesting it and discussing it and it's an interesting process because normally i devour a book And having the opportunity to really, like, sit in it has given me, like, interesting perspective on the novels that we've read. And given me an opportunity to really think about them in ways that I I don't often think about novels that I read.
1: Yeah, we give ourselves way more time to process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you read a chapter and then you let it sit. And then we talk about it. And then we read a chapter. And we let it sit. And we talk about it. And sometimes you get really I don't want to say introspective about it but that's the really the only word I've got for it is that we give it a long time to sit with us right so we we tend to get a little deeper into the books yeah than we would if it was just a casual read that you kind of you know blow through in a weekend or whatever
0: yeah um Arkady Martine when we were reading A Memory Called Empire. (laughs) She's Uh, such a delight. I don't know if if she was listening to the podcast episode by episode, but she she definitely tuned in on a couple of them. And uh, she had mentioned at one point that a lot of literary podcasts don't really go into the detail we do because we, we really do spend a lot of focus chapter by chapter. And I thought that was a good compliment. Hopefully... For those of you who stuck around and read every novel with us, and I I understand that probably we have a lot of people coming in and out depending on the novel. Um, It's just naturally going to be something that happens with our podcast. It's fine. But I hope those of you who've stuck around have been getting some value from this and have been also enjoying the books in a different way, the way that we have been. That's my sincere hope.
1: I hope that too, actually. That, That we're not just background noise for for somebody indeed
0: and hopefully it's not just our friends who've been sticking around
1: Ah, even if it is they're our friends and it's a book club that we don't get to have otherwise yeah especially during a pandemic it's true
0: hi dave and ron (laughs) we know that you're there we know that of all the people you're you're both there
1: don't forget ryan
0: oh that's true and Ryan.
1: ryan has been very loyal that's true we love ryan very much
0: uh and we'd love to give you a shout out Dear listener, just uh, drop us a line sometime. Let us know that you've been sticking around and what books you've read with us. So at any rate, as I said, time to get into a new book. There is no recap because we're going into chapter one. So why don't we just dive right into chapter one of Beneath the Rising by Premi Mohammed? Let's do it. So we dive right into first person mode.
1: Yep. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Our previous novel was also first... Pr- our previous two novels. Oh, my goodness. Our previous three novels.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh.
0: Oh, oh, man. I might need to go back further than that. We've done a lot of first-person novels.
1: Lots of novels are written in first-person, though. It's true. In our defense. Yeah. And we don't go seeking out second or... Well, it's really hard to seek out a second-person novel. Uh, Third-person novels little easier.
0: The last one that I can think of that wasn't first person probably would have been A Memory Called Empire. And uh, definitely Moonshine.
1: Yeah, Moonshine was written in third.
0: Uh, But I think...
1: Meddling Kids was written in third.
0: Meddling Kids was written in third.
1: Artemis was written in first.
0: Yep. I think the rest of them were all written in first person. Huh. All right. So uh, the majority of our novels have been first person. And that is not something that changes here. (laughs) No. Though it is possible we switch POVs. We don't know what Chapter 2 is going to hold.
1: It's true. uh, We're only a handful of pages in. Indeed.
0: But uh, certainly in Chapter 1, we're in the head of Nick Prasad. Yes. One of our protagonists. Yes. We learn... Immediately of his first portentous encounter with the other main character, <laughs> Johnny. And we know that she's the other main character, but they're both mentioned on the back of the
1: book. Yeah, exactly. So. We know we've already been somewhat introduced to these characters.
0: Yeah. Uh, their first meeting was in a hospital room. There was blood involved. We know that. Both of them, from the sounds of it, there was injuries involved. Like it was, yeah. they were recovering in hospital in like intensive care or something.
1: Right. It was purposely, I assume, uh, quite vague. Yeah.
0: Because, of course, it wouldn't be a novel on our podcast without children being injured. Ugh. Sorry, Nita. Uh,
1: we don't know they were, well, we, if we don't know they were children, they were probably children. They're only teenagers now.
0: Yeah, they were pretty young. Um, the reason why this seems portentous is because Nick very pointedly, at one point in this chapter, kind of considers their relationship a cursed one.
1: Yes, kind of. I personally, I don't think so.
0: They They definitely bicker like an old couple
1: yes i don't I don't think that means they're cursed
0: uh no well, no,
1: <laughs> no, but these are these are clearly two very fast friends. I don't mean fast as in speedy, I mean fast yeah, yeah. as in fixed, solid. this friendship runs deep
0: well, deep enough that it crosses over some serious divides, which I mean, I'm getting a little ahead of my notes here, but uh it's it's quickly established in this chapter that Nick is from probably a lower class background. His family's just kind of scraping by. He's working a crappy dead-end job to yeah. to get by. Whereas Johnny is this rich, jet-setting... Well, and also, I neglect to mention he's brown. Yeah. At a time when it's not easy to be brown in North America.
1: Has there ever been a time when it's been easy to be brown well, in North America? We'll, we'll
0: get to that in a moment, but particularly right now. Whereas Johnny's yeah. white, she's rich, she's a genius... She's jet-setting around the world, and that's, like, there's a gulf between them because of that. But despite that, there's clearly a deep friendship.
1: Yeah. And yet, these are two friends who couldn't lose each other if they tried.
0: That certainly seems to be the case. Yeah. I mentioned that it's not an easy time to be a brown person in North America because apparently this is just after September 11th. But it's also quickly established this is an alternate timeline.
1: Yes. Because uh, 9-11 didn't quite happen.
0: It, well, it did, just not quite correctly.
1: Right? Like, it didn't yeah. quite happen. There was still the terrorist threat, but they didn't crash into the Twin Towers. No,
0: apparently they missed, actually.
1: <laughs> Which I thought was a humorous way to go about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, close enough that while it didn't destroy the World Trade Center, it did...
1: They still crashed.
0: It, still, it was still a shock, and it still resulted in a lot of racism. resentment and racism towards people who look like Nick, unfortunately. Uh, yes. It's a moment... That Nick is very aware of at the start of the novel because he's standing in an airport getting dirty looks from people. Yeah. Because he's waiting for Johnny, who's jet-setting back into Canada, also something that we're uh, quickly established. Yes. Because he mentions a toonie, he mentions taco time, like, (laughs) we're in Canada.
1: Yeah. Slight diversion because I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. We know the author is local to Edmonton. We Mm -hmm. found that out after we picked this book. He, The way Nick talks about the airport. He talks about picking up Johnny and then leaving the airport and getting on the highway. Mm -hmm. That is not something that happens too often in other cities. Airports are usually a little closer to the city center. But in Edmonton, our airport is actually down the highway. Is this book set here in Edmonton?
0: It's it's not explicitly stated. It's not. Um, We haven't been told it's Edmonton we haven't been given any other Edmonton ish landmarks other than the fact that to leave the airport you get onto the highway and head back into town it is possible it's Edmonton my gut instinct was Toronto simply because
1: because everything's set in Toronto
0: Toronto is famously the center of the universe but that might just be my <laughs> that might just be my weird Canadian bias of if it's set in Canada it's probably set in Toronto because that's just where everybody knows. In yes. Canada?
1: Toronto or Vancouver.
0: If it turns out that they're in Edmonton, that will be a delight.
1: Sweet. We could, we could do we could do a, a scenic book drive and visit all the locales.
0: Oh, we could have a little Edmonton section. We could. Yeah, where we can talk about our experiences and some of the places they go. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Also, I'm under the impression this book will be a little globetrotting at some point, too. So even if it is in Edmonton now, I doubt it's going to stay there.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Well, she did come... Uh, Johnny just flew in from Berlin?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's quickly established that Johnny is a pretty big deal, because when she exits into the terminal, uh, she's immediately swamped by reporters and paparazzi types trying to snake pictures. Yeah,
1: there's a bunch of camera bulbs, and Nick kind of has to hide her over by the vending machines.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he asks after her bodyguard. He calls him her minder. (laughs) <laughs> which she gets a little offended by uh, a guy by the name of Rutger, who's not there. Apparently, there was a mix up with the flights, and he's gonna be coming in the next day.
1: Johnny, Johnny used the word borked, which I appreciated very much. She's like, we borked our flights, and I'm like, ah, oh
0: yeah, Johnny's a big dork, and uh, that's pretty quickly established as well.
1: Oh, yeah, I just I thought it was delightful because there were only a few other people that I know of that use the word borked.
0: They get into Nick's car and, head up the highway to town despite some extreme jet lag and air sickness it's actually established in this chapter that johnny suffers from motion sickness
1: she flies like i do
0: well not just flies because at one point there's an anecdote about her having gone up the eiffel tower and having only gotten sick when they got down so (laughs) (laughs) apparently this is a thing Her, her achilles heel is that she has extreme motion sickness she wants to get to work on a new project the second she arrives at home. She's like, I had a big idea in the plane. I want to get it down on paper right now. And Nick is like, no, you go to bed.
1: <laughs> like, you are insane. You're you're speaking without spaces between your words. Go to sleep.
0: Yeah. This also firmly establishes that Johnny is kind of in the, the mad scientist trope.
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I uh, like her already.
0: They bicker about going to bed. As friends do. I love it. But Johnny relents because she acknowledges that Nick is right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, passes out. She's like, she's napped in the car already. Yeah. She clearly needs a bunch of rest. Yeah.
0: Uh, And Nick heads off to work because he's still got a shift that day. And he returns from work fairly late to his dilapidated 800 square foot duplex home. Yes. Where he lives with four other people.
1: Yes. Yeah, apparently, all his family. Yeah,
0: he has a middle sister and two younger twin brothers. Yes, and he lives with his mom as well. Uh, dad appears to be out of the picture, don't know why. Oh, but he does mention two adults and three kids, so he's counting himself as one of those adults. Yes, and at one point, he I mentions so. and at one point, he mentions putting something in his mom's closet, implying to me that mom is still around. Dad is out of the picture. That is the implication. And if I misread that and I'm wrong.
1: Cool. <laughs> I, I admit that's not how I read it, that I didn't read that dad was out of the picture. I just read that the parents weren't around, but mm. obviously mom has a closet. So I was sort of under the impression that like, it was a two bedroom place where the mom and dad had the, like their room and the kids all shared a bedroom, which is why Nick was sleeping on the couch.
0: Well, n- n- Yeah. But he curls up to sleep on the couch. But that would imply to me that mom and dad would have a closet in the in the parents' room, as opposed to just mom's closet. Uh, fair he does enough. he does liken himself to his dad at one point. He says that like he uh he's putting on a little weight because dad was a bit heavy set. But other than that, that's the only reference to dad. And he does mention two adults and three kids living in the house, and we've accounted for a sister and two brothers. So that would imply to me that he's counting himself as the other adult.
1: Which, very possible. So It's possible that I just didn't read enough into it.
0: Fair enough. And it's possible I've overread into it. We will likely learn more about Nick's ho- oh, house life. Almost guaranteed. And family as we go. So As Nick falls asleep that evening, uh, kind of as we wrap up the chapter, he kind of privately admits to himself he is happy that Johnny has swept back into his life. Apparently she's in and out because of her crazy genius lifestyle yeah
1: and they go for long stretches without really seeing each other or talking very much
0: and apparently this last stretch was the longest she's been out of the picture for like six months and he admits that he was lonely without her around
1: i'm also i kind of get the impression again unconfirmed that nick doesn't have very many friends
0: that seems to be the case yeah he also kind of confesses internally here to us the reader that his relationship with Johnny is fraught. <laughs> it is a complicated relationship because naturally he's jealous of her.
1: Well, yeah, she's... That's not the
0: right word. Well, you know, he might also be a little jealous of her because it's implied she's his his dearest and possibly only friend. But he's very envious of her.
1: Yeah, that that tracks.
0: Because she, she is a rich jet setter who is a genius and he's... The brown kid working at the grocery store.
1: He is uh, exceedingly ordinary.
0: He actually uses that word at one point. That she has gotten more extraordinary. Well, he, if anything, has become more ordinary
1: over the years. Yeah. He's a like a an, an older teenager, a very young adult. Yeah. Working at a crap job. Yeah. As you do when you're, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. I get the impression that he's older than
0: Johnny. Because Johnny's a kid genius. And she is explicitly 17. Yes. in this chapter. And I get the impression he's 18, 19
1: could be. Maybe. Yeah, it sounds about right. Done school and has a job. Yeah, cuz he mentions right? that so... she
0: missed graduation, implying that he's graduated. Yeah. Which would imply to me he's at least 18. In fact, I think he mentioned that she recently missed graduation. So I'm I'm going to peg Nick at 18 and he's a year older than her. And that tracks if she's a genius that she would be. She would have been fast-tracked through school and she'd be younger than him.
1: Quite possibly. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's, again, kind of speculation. We don't know Nick's exact age at the moment.
1: No. What I like about these two, especially here at the start of a story, is that we are covering the two extreme ends of the spectrum, right? We have the young, assumingly white, blonde, rich genius. Mm-hmm. And at the other end, we have the poor, ordinary brown kid. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We have this unlikely friendship between this young woman and this young man, and I think those two—I think those two extremes are going to play off each other pretty well.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a, a good buddy comedy duo right out the gate with these two. It's also a relationship that even in the first chapter feels very
1: lived in. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Uh, that's what I meant when I said like these are fast friends, couldn't get rid of each other if they tried. Yeah, they've been clearly been friends for a while. Yeah long enough to achieve that level. And I really appreciated in this chapter how we don't get into the meat of the story yet because we're busy spending time with our characters and we don't get a lot of detail there either.
0: The first chapter of this novel focuses on the important thing in this novel. The relationship. The relationship between Johnny and yeah. Nick, that's clearly the the core of this novel is exploring their relationship. And that's what this chapter spends time setting up.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, liked we, it.
0: We get to know them a little bit, enough that it it adds context to the relationship, but like we don't get anything outside of that. And that to me certainly reads like the relationship is going to be the important thing to follow in this
1: story. So. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I liked how it opened because it didn't overburden us with detail we got enough to know what we need to know for now we spent most of our time focusing on the relationship between these two and we're only one chapter in right we have lots of time for all the rest of the details yeah right we're we're starting with something important and i liked it it was a smooth read it was full of just enough character and humor to make me happy
0: yeah I'm definitely interested in seeing where it goes next. Yeah, me too. And we shall do that (laughs) by reading Chapter 2 in time for next week. Of course. Yeah, in the meantime, uh, you could check out some of the other supporters of the Alberta Podcast Network while you're waiting for that next episode to drop, including the following. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. I'm Andrew Paul. And we're the hosts of the Well Endowed Podcast. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation, or ECF as we call it. ECF provides grants to charities through the endowment funds we create and manage with our donors. Hence the title of our show, The Well Endowed Podcast. Every month, we bring you a collection of stories and interviews with fascinating guests who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. Through these stories, we look at the space where endowments intersect with your communities.
1: So if you're interested in the people and issues impacting your community, check out thewellendowedpodcast.com.
0: Well Endowed Podcast. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Woo! We've talked about them before.
0: I think as recently <laughs> as our previous episode, actually. Quite possibly. They're a long-time uh, supporter of the network, and so uh, their ads tend to drop in pretty frequently.
1: <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah.
0: Um, you can, of course, check out many other excellent podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network. You can look at them right now on the website, com.
1: Yeah, you don't even have to stop listening to us. You can just, you can just go there.
0: I mean... It, It would be polite to wait until we're done.
1: Well, yeah, but it's a podcast. You can pause
0: it. We won't know.
1: We won't know. We won't care. It's fine. I mean, we're not going to talk you through it because that would be creepy.
0: And also just a waste of time.
1: And somehow impossible for me. I don't know about you definitely for me
0: anyway when we're you rambling. find a podcast <laughs> that you like you can download it on your podcatcher of choice while you're there uh you could uh, maybe stop by give us a little rating and review that we'd, that helps us
1: we'd appreciate that yeah
0: you can also reach out to us on social media
1: yes we have twitter instagram facebook and goodreads we're special that way
0: we're at the read along at all of the above yeah if
1: that's not enough characters for you you can send us an email
0: thereadalong at gmail.com
1: there you go now you know how to find us
0: and with that said as always we love you
1: very much and we will see you next time yeah continue to enjoy this new book smell